Vince McMahon, the chairman of the WWE, loves the magic of the New Day, but apparently doesn't want them called the New Day just yet. It's a weird scenario. And it's all backstage news from WWE that we're covering on today's top story of the day from Sports Kita Wrestling. Also, Mickey James, an exclusive from her in a recent interview with Sports Kita. And we're going to talk about it. This is quite an exclusive about uh, her recent backstage interactions at the Royal Rumble with WWE coming back there under some weird circumstances. Gable Stevenson. Gable Stevenson is set to be a big superstar for WWE. The Olympic gold medalist. What is his WWE future? He has spoken on it. And we're going to get into that and your questions. If you're watching live or on demand, jump into the conversation and let us know what you want answered on a Freestyle Friday from Sports Kita. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. I can see how many people are watching live now. I want every single one of you to smack that like button. Just hit it, hit it, hit it, and get your questions on screen. We will get through our news stories as fairly quickly as we can uh, and jump into your questions. There's a lot to talk about here. A lot to talk about. We are in the throes of WrestleMania season. We're rolling off a very uh, talked about AEW. Uh, we got we got what a AEW Revolution like less than a month. This is, this is a very active time here. Very active. It time really is. Time. First quarter 2022 is going to be a really busy time. I said it last year. I'm Kev Kellum. That is Jose G. Let's jump right into story number one here. News from Millennial Meltzer himself, old Sean Ross Sapp, saying that Vince McMahon was the biggest proponent between moving. Biggie back to SmackDown and reuniting him with Kofi Kingston. Now, Xavier Wood currently on the shelf with an injury. I uh, don't know how severe that injury is, but there's some talk that he'll be back very, very soon. For whatever reason, he didn't want to have this pairing called the New Day, which has been in WWE for a very, very long time. Uh, but the Vince was missing the magic that these characters had together on screen. Uh, of course, Biggie had a run with the WWE Championship over on Raw as the top babyface for a little bit. Uh, coming out of 2020 to 2021. So um, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting that Vince is still behind this act when some people say, oh, well, he must not like him because the title's off Big E. I think that's more of a uh, knee-jerk reaction, obviously. Uh, and and they you can see that WWE still understands that the New Day is a special thing, uh, and they, they want to keep it going some way. Yeah, I think... Uh Go, go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, I think I think Vince is just holding off on calling them New Do Day until King Woods comes back, yeah. which may be as soon as tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, uh, you know, Fightful Select had that report last week that uh, Xavier Woods has been off of the uh, internal injury list, so that could be tonight. Uh, that maybe just was a short term thing, possibly. Uh, well, I guess it'll be remains to be seen uh, once Woods comes back if they're going to be referred to as the New Day. Uh, the Fightful Select article did indicate, well, a lot of uh, other people in the company didn't get the uh, memo because they still call them the New Day. So uh, even though Vince did not want them to be called that on air, uh, all socials and everything mm -hmm. else uh, was uh, still calling them the New Day. So uh, we'll see what happens once Woods gets back and go from there. Mm -hmm. it, and it's funny because when you see all these three guys together, or even two thirds of them together, you all refer them as the new day. You know, mm -hmm. we've been referring to the new day for six years, going on seven now. So it's it, it's a little weird that he didn't want it to be referred as the new day. The explanation in the report is a little, it's just a little mind boggling to me because we've seen world champions be part of factions or stables before. So I don't understand what the whole point was. Oh, if he's a top baby, he should be standing by himself. I understand that. But at the same time, you created this 
massive group that creates magic, right? Every time they do something mm -hmm. special for a WrestleMania or a pay-per-view, and then you decide to do a singles push, but then you don't acknowledge that they're called in. It's it's very confusing to me, and I don't. I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the report and the rationale behind it. Yeah, it isn't, it isn't that confusing to me in the sense that they want to keep the three of them together as a special thing. Vince is kind of specific about phrasing. I think that's always kind of been a historical thing. If you follow him and the way he, you know, handles certain things, the way things are phrased are very specific to him. It's worth noting this is his show. You know, this is still his show that he produces. I think people gotta get knee jerky and mad when it's like, well, no, it's his show. He gets to kind of call those shots, and the and everyone mm -hmm. who's playing kind of knows what it is, and and this is his show. And it isn't the worst thing. I just think it's nitpicky. It's okay when they're all back there together as the new day. We're gonna call them the new day anyway. I, I, I it's a reach for me. I, I don't, I don't see getting, I don't see the anger in this. I really don't see the anger in this. Yeah, and uh, in the Fightful Select report also indicated that Vince was adamant to split the New Day on the last two drafts because he wanted to keep the top singles competitors separate from the rest of the group, which doesn't make any sense, but that's the way Vince wanted it to be. Uh, there were numerous pitches to keep them together, but Vince was adamant, and that's why we see them saw them split, reunite, and then split a month later. But now it appears... And then reunite again. Yeah, here's they're going to be reunited again with, uh, uh, you know, I don't know the status of King Woods. Is anyone um, going to complain about it? <laughs> like, like, is, no, is, I mean, is, no, is no, thing? I don't know. But just like make up your mind already, right? Like, I guess like the, the label thing and the wording is, yeah, just make up your mind because there's going to be a lot of confusion. It's like, well, okay, well, why are they not called a new day? I'm just, I'm looking at it from a fan standpoint, Kevin. I and, the fans uh, are going to call it the new day anyway. What's the difference? Exactly, exactly. And what's uh, the difference? Xavier Woods posting on uh, Twitter two days ago, new profile pic. It's him in gear. So I think he's going to be back tonight. And it's awesome. And they're back. And hopefully they get to do something cool at WrestleMania. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is coming up here. Uh, we also have some interesting news here in an exclusive uh, this interview dropped this week. You can watch it now on our channel. I'll get the audio up on our podcast feed uh, after today as well. Mickey James speaking with her own Raju. And uh, Raju got some very, uh, very detailed uh, information about the, the controversial situation with her WWE release in 2021, uh, which involved, uh, you know, her receiving her garments and costumes and things from WWE and a garbage bag. And uh, that, that, that's just unacceptable. And she had something to say about the way that WWE apologized to her and the detail of that process. Let's go to the clip right now. It absolutely is. Mm, you brought it up yourself. I mean, the last experience that may have left you with a slightly bittersweet uh, taste in your mouth. But um, was there an apology issued based on everything that happened? Multiple apologies. Okay. Well, and I've said that, and and I think a lot of people go like, "Oh, well, you were negative," and I was like, "Well, there's a difference between negativity and and honesty, in the sense because I don't feel like I was ever vindictive or uh, anything because I spoke to someone personally the day that it happened, and he called me, and we had a conversation. Um, I go back and I replay that day in my head so many times, and I'd miss calls from Johnny Ace, from Hunter, from Stephanie. From and it all sent me text messages, and I was also in the middle of a photo shoot when all this, when the thing went right. viral, because uh, I was literally walking out of my house when the first package arrived. And and I've said this, but I'll just go ahead and reiterate: I was walking out of the house for this photo shoot that had been planned for months to shoot the cover art for Grown Ass Woman um, with Chapel Heart. So they were already, you know, they were they were coming from Mississippi, so. 
they were already downtown Nashville heading over to location and I was going to go meet them there. And then my package arrived and I was like, I know what's in my drawer, like what I had. So I had jackets and all these like sequined like things. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder if there's anything in here for, I can use for the shoot, like a jacket or like some tops or something like that, or have one of them throw on a jacket, just extra options for this photo shoot. Uh, Because if you take photos, you know, photo shoots can take hours and you need multiple changes. And I had a bunch of stuff, but I wanted obviously more. I can never have enough. Um, and so I did, I opened the box and then that's what I saw. And I kind of shot the picture and did the post and out the door I went. And then a couple hours later, I take a break from in the middle of the shoot. Um, and I see all these calls and my phone is blown up and I'm like, I realized what has happened and I'm like, Oh God, it got, it got a lot more traction than I thought it was going to get and all for a positive thing. And even Nick Khan came up to me at the uh, show and apologized. And I don't even know that he was a part, like, I, I think he was a part of the company, but I hadn't met him or knew who he was at that time. Um, Cause it was an early transitional phase, but even he apologized to me at TV's going, so, you know, this should have never happened. And, and I agree, like it should have never happened. It shouldn't have happened 10 years ago and now it'll never happen again. So I'm not sorry that I did what I did as far as posting it because it was um, a raw and authentic thing and it created a positive change and it created acknowledgement from every company that they have to be aware of how um, it can look to a talent, especially a young up and coming talent who this has been their whole dream, their whole life. And now it's just been lost because you know, 10 years ago, Mickey, uh, when she received her package, took that very differently than this Mickey, because I've just, I'm just way more evolved. Like it, yeah, it pissed me off, but more in a sarcastic, like, oh, of course. Whereas 10 years ago, Mickey, I was crushed. It like really hurt my feelings. And it took a while to recover from that. And that sense of like, I thought that I was trash, you know, and, and a sense, and because you immediately, oh, that's what they think of you. And it's not the reality. It was just a thoughtless act um, that that's just a thoughtless act kind of thing with, with no real feelings behind it. Um, and I think that that perception and that, um, you know, that has changed across all companies that they're starting to treat their talent more like, you know, recognizing that, yes, we are, yes, we are these machines and we go and we travel and we do all these things and we're tough on TV, but we are human beings at the end of the day. And out of that, like it has even spawned, you know, different initiatives. And now we're talking more about mental health and tag me and United and all of these things, because, uh, you know, it's, it's just become more prevalent that it's okay to talk about these things now in wrestling. Whereas before you couldn't, you know, because you have to be tough and you have to have thick skin. So, yeah. Very insightful. Very insightful. You can see that entire interview is up now on our YouTube channel. Uh, go ahead and check that out. We'll have that uh, as well on our podcast for sure you guys listening on the podcast feed. Thank you so much for the people listening on the podcast feed, by the way. Putting us in the top 100 wrestling podcasts in the United States, in Canada, Great Britain, India, and more countries. So thank you guys so much. We really, really appreciate y'all, it. Y'all get, a, y'all get a, that, that loud horde party, party horn. Drop it on them. It's Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Let's move your, on to our next Your wife has to hate that. Your wife has to hate you. Just she like just laughs at me. She just she she just laughs at me, and not in a good way either. 
Uh, get your questions ready for Freestyle Friday before we get to do this last story here. Let's jump right into it. Gable Stevenson, uh, he is very, very successful in in the amateur freestyle wrestling world, a collegiate beast. He will finish out his collegiate wrestling career after also being successful for the United States at the Olympic level, scoring gold, and he has already locked into a WWE deal. Now, he was drafted to Raw in the most recent draft. Uh, but he has only appeared on WWE television, but has not done anything in the ring with anyone. He hasn't had a match or anything like that. But now he's saying that his full-time run in the WWE is coming up very, very soon. What's the latest? Yeah, man. So Gable Stevenson, he uh, he had an interview. Uh, the, he spoke with KTSP ahead of his uh, final home match at the, for the Gophers, which is the wrestling team he wrestles for. And he admitted uh, that he will be getting in soon. He said, quote, I really don't get emotional. So tomorrow I might hit uh, just because I'm getting my last match uh, really wrestling before I go into WWE. So it might hit different. You never know. So when the time comes and I walk out for the senior night and I get my hand raised for the last time, it might hit. You never know when that time comes. I'll let it come, but it doesn't come, then it's not coming. Uh, then he reflected a little bit about his wrestling career, and he said in maybe about 10 years, he thinks about fighting for the UFC, so he's probably going to have a little run with the WWE, get into the UFC, and maybe do the Brock route, right? Like start mm-hmm. off like a big, big prospect in WWE, end up doing combat sports, become a champion in combat sports, Come back to WWE and be and be that that stellar attraction that you're destined to be. Being an Olympic gold medalist, this kid is already has a lot of hype coming into WWE, uh, and uh, we'll see what he brings, man. And 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 this guy was like the catapult for the NIL program, and now we see that the NIL program is extremely successful with all the new recruits that they got. So we'll see what this brings down the line and towards of uh, future athletes for WWE. Yeah, and he also mentioned that he may take time off from WWE uh, and possibly come back to the Olympics in 2024. Uh, he has not made enough. They would let him do it. Yeah, they, they would. would. They, WWE would absolutely let him do that. Yeah, that'd uh, be great exposure for for WWE. It's in in its own. Those yeah. are in. Oh yeah, and uh, it's in Paris. So then he could maybe run. Uh, it, you know, hopefully, the, you know, yeah. Assume the pandemic next year is going to be gone uh, for the most part by then. Uh, then you, you can maybe start running shows in Paris in in anticipation for Run him. a stadium show over there in uh, uh-huh. wherever they wherever their football pl- uh, team plays. Yeah, Just do it during and- the Olympics. <laughs> Who cares? It doesn't stop you. Yeah, they're doing Super Bowl during the Olympics, so why not? Yeah. Uh, certainly it'd be interesting here if you had a guy in the WWE fold who, you know, Brock was allowed while under a WWE deal Mm -hmm. to have time off to go do the UFC thing. Uh, if you had a guy, if you had a guy in the Olympics, did Kurt Angle or Mark Henry ever do Olympics while they were under WWE contract? I believe, I I believe Mark, Mark had an option on him before he went. Yes. No. Uh, Mark was in the Olympics before, I think. Uh, don't quote me. Mark was he, he was a power lifter in the Olympics, but I don't think he was in the Olympics at the same time he was in WWE or was he? He may have been sponsored by them. He may because I know I know Angle came in after he won the yes. Olympics. Yes, well after and he had a look at ECW first before he went to he went and tried WWE stuff and he did some training on his own before he went to WWE. So initially he said no to WWE at first. So um, you know, and at that time you also had you know. WCW was still a thing too. So, you know, there was a little bit more of a different option there. Uh, it's worth noting that, you know, Steve Stevenson was, he was courted by WWE for a long, long time here. 
And they have a good track record with the University of Minnesota. You got Shelton Benjamin out of there. You got Brock Lesnar out of there. They have a good track record with Division One athletes in wrestling. Now you have this NIL program. I know fans are saying, why aren't you trying to recruit um, you know, independent wrestlers that we really like and give them the rub of, on a major platform? Uh, but this is a new way of doing that. And to say it doesn't work is wrong because it has worked for almost 25 years now. You, you've been able to find a lot of different people like this. Um, now, can he go? What, what can he do in the ring? You know, what, what, what is this guy? Is he going to be able to make that transition? It's not an easy transition, but obviously those guys that have that wrestling background in real wrestling are able to transition to the show of it. Right, Jeremy? You, Jeremy, in, in Omaha, you know a lot of wrestlers in that mid, midland of America, Iowa to all the way past Nebraska and the Dakotas. Wrestling is life. People, if you, they wrestle in the winter and they play football in the fall, right? And uh, there's a lot of people out there that have that background. This is one of the top guys in that world. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see uh, if he takes it as quickly as Angle did, it, it, not just in the ring, but personality uh, in and out of the ring, promos, Psychology. things like that. Yeah. Yep. It, it'll be interesting. It, you know, uh, you know, Gable took it right away, just took vince forever to realize it but mm -hmm. gable was a guy that, that you saw immediately had that charisma and uh, in addition to his in-ring persona so it's going to be really interesting to see um how far or how long it takes gable steveson to put that package together here's mm -hmm. another thing that is on my mind though once gable steveson comes in are they going to change his name? Because you can't have two Gables in there. You know, you got Chad Gable, yeah. you're going to do Gable Steveson. So, like, you can't. You, only one end Gable. Up, they, they should only G be one. Shorty G. They, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but they changed his brother's Chad name G. in NXT. He'll just, be, he'll, so. he'll just become Chad. He'll just become Chad, right? They'll just shoot it down to one name. I, I um, would not be surprised. Can we get Chad with, like, some sunglasses and a popped collar with roll-up <laughs> sleeves? Please. Would, Holding a not. white claw. I want to see Chad do that right now. Chad, his, his new name will be Chad D, D, capo, uh, D period oosh. No, it's yeah. Shush! <laughs> uh, I honestly would not be surprised if they don't change his name. I would not. Chad GPA. He's dude. already brought. That's all you got to do. Really simple thing. GPA. No, I saw about Gable. Uh, I don't think they're going to change either guy. I don't think. Uh, I don't no. think Gable's going to get changed. I think uh, much like Kurt Angle, much like Mark Henry, they're going to keep his name. Name recognition is higher than Vince coming up with a name to trademark. Yep. Um, could be, it could be part of the deal too. They and don't they don't necessarily need to change Chad Gable's name either. Uh, they probably have licensing rights to his name though for a period of time. Yeah, too. So, and I, mean, I know maybe, Vince is maybe. funny with that because, like, God, there was an announcer that came through, and they couldn't use his name because it matched a wrestler's name i know vince is a little funny on that but in regards between, i had it happen had it happen to me in radio yeah between uh, gable I'm half on the radio i'm Kevin <laughs> here between gable and gable i don't think so uh, and plus hell they may pair the two together you never know you never know let's jump right into it it is freestyle friday press the button oh, we got we got one more story. We got one, we got more, one more story. We got a heart. We got a heartwarming story here before we, have we a head heartwarming out. Story. I'm sorry. We had a heartwarming story. Yeah, we got Becky Lynch posting this incredible picture from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, where they are, or from Riyadh actually, where they're promoting the Elimination Chamber. As you guys can see, Becky Lynch and my high school crush Lita uh, are both being portrayed <laughs> on in. there. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, that's my um, crush. Get out of here. <laughs> it's my crush, Jeremy. All right. Listen, neither me. one of you are bringing her to the prom. Calm down, boys. <laughs> so she put this uh, awesome uh, tweet. Uh, first time women have been featured on a billboard in Riyadh. What an honor. 
Becky Lynch and Lita being featured uh, ahead of the Elimination Chamber. Big time honor for her. I think this is incredible, especially with all those social political changes that are going down over there in Saudi Arabia. This is great. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how they react to all the women matches that they got for Elimination Chamber. Because you got this Raw Women's Championship, then you got the Elimination Chamber Women's Championship uh, uh, match that's going to be going down also uh, at Elimination Chamber. Uh, it certainly shows that WWE is really pushing this element. You know, once they got it through, they're going to stick with it. I don't think we're going to see another WWE Saudi Arabia show without the women featured on it. No, I, God forbid it, there's some type of injury or, uh, you know, the, the, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia comes in. That's their partner on the events comes in and says, you know, we're going to stop doing this suddenly. I just yeah. don't see it going that way at this point. I mean, you got, you got what eight women, eight women performing on the show. So, mm -hmm. and that's going to be the most. That's ever, huge. So, that's you know. huge. Yeah, it, you're right. That is the most women they've ever had on a show out here. So, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, immediately everyone's going to react to oh, their their outfits are all different. Their outfits are all different. I'll be like, all right, whatever. You know, it's it is what it is. <laughs> they, it is what I, you it know, is. I, I I was criticizing that before, but I just learned to just kind of like look past that and just focus on the match and the storytelling of the match. The outfits, isn't, yeah, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Already? You're supposed to, yeah, but. These outfits bring something. Yeah, to yeah. The tell match. me like, that's what. what tell me that's what you're supposed to do when you watch NXT and, and Toxic Attraction comes out on Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, tell me that's what you're supposed to do. Tell me that's what WWE is telling you to do. Yeah, but at the same time, you have certain characters that lean into that, right? Like, I mean, that, yeah, I don't that, think they're going to be showing NXT 2.0 and Jeddah Saudi Arabia anytime. Lean soon. into no. it. Lean into it's a pretty good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. What is going on? Before the show even started, you guys were going with the basement humor. <laughs> All right. I know I was jumping the gun here on Freestyle Friday. Now it's time. Now, now it it's time. time. All right. Let me introduce it. All right, guys. It's time to get your questions in. Get your comments in. Sound up right now because it is time for Freestyle Friday. Let's get right into it. Let's get oh. right into it. Uh, we're we're going to press that button. It's going to aggravate your dog. We're going to jump right into it here. Uh, here are the rules. No fantasy confirmations please don't do the can you confirm my fantasy booking in my brain is reality all right we do we have that every single week uh we will talk to you about potential returns and stuff like that too we're, we're used to it here uh if you've already posted your question with us live please post it again so we can see it because we're kind of going with these and i'm going back in i'm going back in the chat too to just kind of see where uh where everyone is uh, yeah, i'll let you guys control that? that all right here we go james scott i'm gonna jump into it right here what are they doing with balor finn balor uh wasting his time i guess thumbs down well here's the thing he is uh, a healthy scratch from wwe at the moment uh still looks like a million dollars 40 years old he is still under a wwe deal for the foreseeable future that's worth noting there i had a run in nxt beat everyone he could beat there he said that kind of publicly i've done everything i could do in this lat the second run here in nxt Came back to Raw and uh, ate a big loss from Austin Theory recently. Kind of went back on the shelf and made a trip back home to Ireland. I think he's back in the picture before WrestleMania. I think he's the perfect upper mid-card guy to add to WWE post-Elimination Chamber and do something fun on that first Raw after you know Elimination Chamber. And you'll forget that he lost Austin Theory, and Austin Theory will still get the rub from it. Some guys can be quietly scratched from the show, and I don't think that's an awful thing. Uh, now, what they do with him next... I don't know, uh, but I'd love to see him do something with Austin Theory. I thought they had some chemistry in that match where he lost clean. Uh, and it's worth noting an older star should put over a younger star and help a guy come up the ladder. So I'm not opposed to it. What do you guys think? 
I don't know, man. I don't know what's up with Balor right now. Um, you know, ever since he had that matchup with Roman Reigns and that turnbuckle just spontaneously broke and yep. cost him the matchup, you know, for some unseen evil forces that are surrounding him. I mean, they just dropped the ball with Finn Balor. I feel bad for him, you know, because uh, he was getting a solid push, and then all of a sudden that push just went away, you know, and he hasn't been featured on TV. I know he took some time off. I think he was back home for a little bit and and was trying to just regroup himself. But what? when are we going to see him back, and when are you going to use him uh, appropriately? You know, he well. needs to be in that in that top spot, and unfortunately he's not, man. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have a multi-man ladder match like they like to do sometimes at WrestleMania, whether for the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title, that could be a place you put him in. Uh, unless you, unless you know, unless you put him in a program with Austin Theory where Shane McMahon was supposed to be, uh, that could be another way you could go with Balor too. There's a couple of different things you can do uh, upon his return. So this one here, when is Oscar coming back? Well, it just seems like Oscar is due back any time now. That is the report. An indication we've had here for just about a month. Some people thought they would, she would reappear Saturday, before. Elimination Chamber. Uh, Saturday at the Royal Rumble, but a lot of people are now uh, expecting her at the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Saturday, Arabia, which would be quite the platform for her to come back on. Is to come back at the chamber, you know, and wreck some people, then reestablish herself. She's been out of action since last summer. It's a long time, long mm-hmm. time in the shelf, and she was such a big part of the WWE's. Thunderdome era. I thought she was one of the real MVPs of that. She had so many good matches and really uh, became a real character who could connect without fans there. It's not an easy thing to do. Uh, James Scott, why isn't Tessa Blanchard in WWE or AEW? She would be a great addition. She is currently featured on the Women of Wrestling Project, which is written by AJ Lee. She can be the executive producer of that. Uh, Tessa was brought back for that. She was featured in it before, but now they have a much bigger media partnership with cbs Viacom. it isn't mm-hmm. exactly clear where that's going to air uh it is worth noting they do have paramount plus which is a major streaming service so it'll see what happens with that show that show is not yet i don't believe it's yet in production but uh tessa was a part of the rollout for it she was she was going to be one of the talents for that um she's done a, a handful of isolated things for independent wrestling uh throughout the pandemic she left impact and it's a very very unceremonious circumstances as their champion having to vacate the title before a pay-per-view. And I think uh, those things and all the scandal you've heard with her saying racist remarks uh, and all these different things. There's just a a lot of track record. You're buying a lot of baggage with with the business of Tessa. There was also bullying allegations. It was, there was Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff and companies just did not want to hire her. And there's no timetable for hiring someone on when that smoke's going to clear. Velveteen dream still does not have a job. Marty scroll still does not have a job. Uh, You know, so, you know, and those are kind of a few different circumstances, but at the time, same serious type of allegations. Uh, They're different circumstances, but again, it's, it's a, uh, something that a major company does not want to touch. I'll get into this one. I've heard this ridiculous theory. <laughs> Have you heard this? Have you heard this ridiculous theory? Well, we'll pop this balloon really quickly, Jose. Shane McMahon wasn't really fun. Uh, sorry, it's guys. My, uh, my 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 earbuds. Uh, the, the the charge. They just died on me. So I had to switch. Sorry. That's okay. Can you hear us? You're yeah, good? yeah. You're okay. Fine. Yeah, you're good. Have you heard this ridiculous theory? And I've had friends of mine bring this up to me. That. No. Shane McMahon was not actually fired by WWE. He wasn't really fired. He was just like let go behind the scenes to work fans online so they could relaunch WCW. Ah. Uh, 
I don't know about that, man. I mean, <laughs> hey, what, let me let me Google it. Let me that's like, that's let me, on level type of stuff right there. You know, let me Google a <laughs> dead horse state wrestling stuff. I'm gonna Google dead horse so I can beat it. <laughs> Who is QWCW? <laughs> Who is QWCW? Um, no, this is just a fan theory, and like I said, we're not confirming fantasy booking. Um, but that one's. A wild outlandish thing. There's no, there's no truth to that, right? Outlandish, outlandish, Nikki Dice. Uh, here's one from Rajan. When is Damian Priest going to turn heel? They've been doing this dark side thing of Damian Priest, the United States champion, who's been eating clean losses in the ring recently. He was undefeated for a very long time. He lost a very competitive match against AJ Styles this past Monday on Monday Night Raw. It was the highlight of the show, in my opinion. It was very, very good. Got AJ going for Elimination Chamber. It looks really strong for that. But Damian Priest, who's your current mid card champion on Raw. With that U.S. strap, eating the loss. Oh, yeah. uh, when are they going to turn him heel? I think he'd be a good heel. Uh, but I also thought he's a fair baby face. Uh, you know, he's he had more, he has he had much more tenure in his career as a heel. He did that in NXT. He did that in Ring of Honor when he was Punishment Martinez. Um, but they got a lot of heels on Raw. They got a lot of heels. Yeah, it, it's it's a fact that it, he was not broken. They did need to fix him, and then they they so that they tinkered with him, and he's lost all the momentum he's had. So, I almost a heel turn is almost what he needs to kind of get back on track at this point. And I don't know. I mean, the Damien thing hasn't come out lately, uh, but he did look a little angry after getting beat on Monday. So. Uh, really, I don't think uh, Vince and the creative don't know what the direction they're going to go got, with them quite yet. I got a little nitpicking to do here, just because for the from 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 the fact that Kevin Owens pinned Damian Priest a few weeks ago, right? Where's his United States Championship opportunity? Why did AJ get it? I mean, don't get me wrong, I love AJ, right? But Kevin pinned him first. Why well, is Kevin getting maybe, that U.S. title match? Maybe I keep thinking you're talking to me. Well, I got two. two I'm just saying. I got I got two reasons here. A, Kevin doesn't go to Saudi, so maybe there is Damian and AJ at Chamber. Uh, B, maybe they are still in the seeds for a multi-man ladder match for the U.S. title. But the main reason is Kevin does not go to Saudi shows. That's going to be probably part of the reason why. So then they had to maybe put something together where they may throw this match in last minute at, at, or make it the uh, pre-show match uh, on Saturday. Bring on your questions, everybody. Keep them coming. If you're just jumping in, you can uh, watch the rest of the episode whenever you want. We're in Freestyle Fridays. We always go longer on Fridays. We always give you more time on scene with us. Bobby Batito. I love that name here. Bobby asks, who do you guys see? to wrestle against Jade Cargo for the TBS Women's Championship in AEW. Like the uh, beater beat, or? Just in the future. Uh, you know, they've had her crush some people. Uh, she beat Chris Statlander. I think Statlander is the way to go. Statlander's been on the shelf for quite some time now. They're doing uh, the Goldberg thing with her, so I don't think Jade's losing that thing anytime soon. No, I think it's a brand new championship, too. They need to establish it, so. Uh, who do I want to see? I think Statlander. Her size wise would make sense. They did. Uh, they did sign AQA today, though. That's a they good did. signing. They did. Good signing. Good for her. Uh, do you guys? Uh, here we go back to Finn Balor. Do you guys think they are going to release Finn Balor? I. I don't. There's another line of question I never understood. Is the are they going to let this person go? Because that just always feels weird to say. Like because it feels like that's like an overreach from someone on our side of the aisle or our side of the card rail to like decide who's who gets to stay and go. I'll tell you what, you know, fan reaction. I don't think they're going to, if that comes down the pipe that he's released, I'm not going to honestly be surprised. Oh, so you, you, yeah, you know, and this, you know, I would not be shocked. I, Bray Wyatt, I was shocked, 
But yeah. I would not be shocked with Finn Balor. If it said Finn Balor released from WWE, it's big news. Yeah, we'll get on live right away and talk about it. But Bray Wyatt shocked me, but Finn Balor would not shock me. Just because he's in a lower standing right now. But yeah, Bray yeah is still- at, at this point, at this point, it would upset me, but it wouldn't shock me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. With there's there's so much more to that Bray story. I think that's gonna come out. When he writes a book, we're gonna know what happens. You know. Yeah. Got a uh, question here from Dan Rick. Uh, watching us on YouTube's asking, why do you why do Tony Khan sign people and don't use his own people? And now he's soon going to release talent. This is the all, issue. It's all about getting the best roster for a nationally or global company where you're on a national cable program. Mm-hmm. You can't just include your favorite indie stars that started out the company. You got to compete and you got to go after the best in the world. And that's what they've done is they've hired some of the best in the world, regardless of if they've come from WWE or not. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, but the, the the problem is you're going to have the accountability now of pissing off fans of those people you let go. That's part of the game. <laughs> it's a business, though. It's a business. You're it's, not going to be able to make everyone happy. But, but yeah. we're, exactly. And now you're going to see that AEW is going to have to do corporate pro wrestling things. Let, let's tell you, let me tell you, not something mm-hmm. anyone wants culturally what? dusted on AEW. I love all, both of these guys. It. I love both of these guys. But let me tell you, let me talk to you. Let talk me talk to you. to you. Talk to them. What makes a bigger headline? Joey Janela is no longer with AEW or Brian Danielson's wrestling for AEW. What makes a bigger reach? Brian Danielson. I'm wearing a Brian Danielson t-shirt. Brian Danielson, you know, I exactly. love Joey. We said I, this yesterday, we said this repeatedly yesterday. He's bringing on names that are going to put more eyes on the product. Yeah. And if that means you have to release some of the bottom of the barrel talent, you got <laughs> to tell do you, that. let me tell you, I, I think Joey Janela could be one of those guys. I'm just kind of surprised on how he has not gotten that traction. I feel like he could be one of those guys that could he's get tremendous. Like, I love yeah. him. I love Joey Janela. I think he's great. He's entertaining. He could do it all. Yeah. I, I don't know why he has not really gotten any kind of serious push. Uh, you know, he was off to a good start. I figured he'd be a major star in that company and uh, have a championship at, at, at some point. And then, and, and we just, we never even see him on dynamite anymore. Um, now i have not, this is part of it though. This is like, yeah. AW, you, you buy the blowback when you let mm-hmm. someone go, you buy the, the possibility of fans not being happy when you let that person go. Yep. Sunny kiss gets let go. Okay. There are fans that love Sonny Kiss. Yeah. He has not been featured on Dynamite in months. No. Months. All right? This, and, and if you told me he was let go, there would be uh, a very vocal backlash if, to that. If you watch uh, if you watch Sammy Guevara's vlog from this week, man, just found a perfect place for him. Uh, he, was doing a, he was doing a photo shoot with the men of the year. And I thought he fit it. They were just doing just goofy poses. And, mm-hmm. and I thought the charisma and the interaction between those three was was great. I think I would I would almost split those guys off of Dan Lambert. I love Dan Lambert, but I think they need to find other wrestlers to be under Dan Lambert, not Scorpio and Ethan. And mm-hmm. and and put Sonny with with uh, Ethan and Scorpio. I think that'd be a good place to put him right now. Uh, quick one. We've addressed this quite a bit here because obviously it was one of the biggest stories of the week. What do you think of Keith Lee's debut on AEW? We covered it extensively the past two days. We also had the debrief on Wednesday night right afterwards. Uh, go check it out. It's in the podcast seats in the video channels. Well. We, we might get I, a, I loved it. I loved might, it. It was perfect. It was private great. Party did, private party made him look like a million bucks. We might uh, get a move based off of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I told <laughs> you. Yeah. I, 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 Uncle I, Phil! I, I, 
I uh, I added Excalibur because Keith Lee admitted we're going to call it the Uncle Phil Beal. Uh, there's a meme going around with uh, Keith Lee tossing Isaiah Casty, and it says uh, Uncle Phil and and Jazz. And uh, and uh, I told Excalibur, uh, Keith Lee said it, so now you got to call it the Uncle Phil Beal. <laughs> Let's see if he does it. I want to get to this question. First time, first time getting a question from her. I, I want to see this. Before Brad. we get into our next question, I love this question here from Joseph Austin watching us on Facebook. Gigi Dolan versus Nikita Ooh. in a twerk off. Who y'all got? I don't know. I, I think don't, Nikita I, I don't probably like, I don't Nikita, like Nikita probably has better. I would say Nikita probably does it better. Well, I've seen Nikita in person. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I haven't seen her dance. I don't know because I don't voice. I don't think I don't think Gigi twerks a lot. That's why I'm saying I think Nikita has more twerking experience than Gigi. You know what? I'm gonna go with Nikita because she's musical, right? Because her dad is a, is a is a musician. Now, and what she band is sing. he in? I was trying to I'm figure. Go that with, out. I'm gonna go with Nikita on that one. Do you know what band he was in in the '80s? I don't know. No, I can't find it anywhere. All right, uh, let's jump into this one. Roland Curtis with the super chat for five bucks. Thank you so much, Roland. We really appreciate that. Charlotte Flair, Tessa Blanchard, the. Uh, Title unification is worthy of being a first time. Here's the thing. Here's the rules, Roland. We're not. We don't. We're not, we're not fantasy booking. Fantasy booking. I want to fantasy book this thing. Is this cool? Like that's a whole. Yeah, other podcast. but you've also said if you pay for it, you, you accept it. I'm gonna accept it though because you paid for it. You Would it be a great it. match? Uh, not right now because Tessa's not a star in the eyes of many WWE fans. There are no. well over 95 percent of the WWE audience doesn't know who she is. It's casual, she's been off yeah. major. She's been off major television platforms for a long, long time. There's a lot of work you need to do on her before yep. you would put her in that position. Like a yep. lot of work. A lot of love. Here. Exactly. Um, here we go. Um, here we go. Uh, David Babbage. Uh, did you guys hear Alvarez, Brian Alvarez, I guess you're referencing the wrestling observer? Uh, the bit about WWE not wanting any wrestlers recruited. Apparently, the new class is having a hard time. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of different mixed things about that. Uh, you know, oh, they're doing the next in line program. They just want college kids, they just want athletes, they just want this, right? That is certainly a focus because they want to they want to develop someone young from the get go. Uh, but to say they're not trying to recruit wrestlers is patently well, false. We, like, we just had an example. Nikita is yeah. has been around in the Indies. So, you know, she's not brand new to WW to pro wrestling. Rock, uh, she, Roxy, the ROH women's champion. Had a she was at out. she was at NXT this week. Yeah, yeah within. Yeah. With this week. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, that isn't true at all. I, I could see them wanting to focus more on college athletes. Uh, maybe you, on the you, male side, maybe yeah. they're, they're, but the female side is clearly not going that direction. No, because no, that just isn't uh, true here. Um, here we go. Jeremy, uh, did you see Phoenix uh, uh, Twitter, Beth Phoenix on Twitter? She's teasing return tonight uh, on SmackDown. Uh, I see it. It's not bold. You know, it's not bold. You have Edge. He can kind of float between shows. It's kind of been fun. Do they keep those two paired together? That'd be interesting. I kind of think you want Edge going solo into oh. a big WrestleMania match, right? Well, you kind of you might want Beth solo as well. Um, I did not see the tweet until just now, uh, but the tweet is just a photo of her in wrestling boots. Um, um, maybe she's the one to go after Charlotte. I don't know. Uh, it, we all assumed it was going to be, uh, you know, uh, well, we got Ronda obviously at Mania, but uh, maybe she's going to go after Charlotte before then, uh, or is Natty on? Natty's on SmackDown, isn't she? Yeah, yes. with Leah. Maybe her and Natty form a tag team uh, like they've always been wanting to, too. 
Um, here we go. Get to this one from Brenda. Uh, do you do what did you think of the match at Marshall and Adam Page? I don't, I don't understand exactly what you're asking here, Brenda. Let's get to another question here from Brenda. Brenda, you asked us about Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Right now, who's winning that match? Uh, Ronda Rousey's winning a title at WrestleMania. Uh, I, 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 I'm not until something tells me otherwise. Ronda is going to win that title. And we're going to have some type of situation down the line. Yeah, Charlotte's long overdue for dropping the title. She's held that thing too long already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to zip through as many questions as we can here. Why don't you jump on this next one here, Jose? Yeah, so we got Joseph Ellison watching us. Do you think AEW is too dependent on high spots and matches and not storytelling in the ring? Mm. Um, I don't know. It's, it's weird because when they do a great match, like, for example, like the CM Punk versus Daniel Bryanson or, or Adam Page versus... Uh, Kenny Omega like those particular matches have had great storytelling so when it's a big marquee match they do a really good job of telling you a story however some of those other matches in between there's a lot of high spots when we get to a lot of these tag team matches we get tons of big spots in there and it and and in my opinion it sometimes takes away from the story Uh, but AEW doesn't have a problem telling stories with their matches uh, especially if it's a marquee match or something that they're really building building towards Especially things they give time to you. Uh, th- I like dark. I think AEW dark's a fun show to watch, uh, but I never watch it with a sense of anticipation for what's going to happen, you know, because uh, the matches are just kind of like squash matches. That's, that's kind of what they are. And sometimes they have some storyline consequences when it's just stuff that can't fit on dynamite or, uh, or rampage, you know, and that's where they have, they build a storyline, they pay it off just like they did this past week. Um, but there are plenty of matches that, where they just have matches with spots in them and the craziness. So I could see that, but I think that's more the perception, I would say, that isn't on AEW. I think that's more the perception of people mm, talking more about the moves than actually talking about the storyline. I mean, if you, and you have younger wrestlers that feel the pressure to try and just do move, move, move. To get themselves not, noticed, absolutely. Yeah, to get themselves noticed, yeah. I mean, if you look at Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers inside the cage, sure, there are a lot of spots there, but there was a ton yeah. of storytelling in that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I I think that is some that is sometimes true. But that's not the case for all the tag matches. It's like no, people. No, it's like people. No. Yeah, but it's also saying like people uh, saying Orange Cassidy only does this joke stuff when we know that ain't true. I think people are just looking at it, thinking this is all they do, and it's not. You know, they're not. Lo- they're not actually looking deep enough into the into the match. <laughs> this is a hell of a question. Hell of a question. I don't mind. This I love this. Let's close out with this. Oh, it is from Mister. Mr. Sports Keto Wrestling, in terms of the viewers, number one in the chat. And if you can't take him, he's the king of our chat. He is Mr. James Espanto. Been with me for years. Thank you so much, James. He goes, if you're making your WWE or AEW wrestling debut, we saw Keith Lee do it. He had a new theme song, right? Mikey Rocket. Yeah, great theme song. Uh, you got to have a cool song to walk out to. Big Kev, good old JB. Always slick, Jose. He wants to know, what is the song you're walking out to? You guys got to go first because I have to think about it. Well, originally, like if this wasn't already being used in GCW by the second gear crew, it would have originally been Walk by Pantera. But since that's being... You, you got to have a song that kicks right away. Since, you, can't, since, you can't have something that has a slow build. Plus, R, plus RVD's used it. So... I would say Helmet Unsung. Oh, that's a great song. Really solid riff. If you guys have never heard Helmet, seek out that song. All right, Jose, you're up. 
Uh, see, I, 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 uh, I'm more of a combat sports type of guy. So I, I, I like to build up that anticipation when people are coming in. Right. Uh, I'm a classics guy. I would have to go with hell's bells with ACDC. Hell of a song. Great song starts off. You know, you know, it's trouble right away. Yeah. Great. Hey, you know, it, it, Trevor Hoffman used it. Trevor Hoffman used it as his walkout music when he would close, uh, close the door for the, for the Padres. So, uh, I would say. This, I'm, I'm certainly a heavy metal guy. Who let the dogs out? Is that uh, no? Oh, oh that's my dog. Uh, I'm a heavy metal guy, but I like or- orchestration. I've been I've been getting into like synthwave music while I'm working, and I just have stuff on in the background. And what really inspired my interest in that is a a EDM group that is very rock leaning called Justice, and they have a song called Genesis, which has these samples in it, and it's very epic. And if you heard it, it sounds Samoa Joe esque. And it's very ominous, like something crazy is going to happen. It's a building. There's a crescendo. Uh, so this is me, big idea guy, sitting in the back room while AAW is being booked. I'm like, oh, this guy, this, you know, like, 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 like that, that, that's so I'm coming from there. That's immediately the song that pops in my head. Uh, yeah, Ricky Castillo. This another night right here, but Ricky Castillo is watching. He said, Kev would come out for WWE and the song would be, it's raining, man. Hallelujah. It's raining, Kev. <laughs> Best comment of the show by far tonight. As Ted the Bear would say, wow. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get out of here for the weekend. Let's get out of here. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you to Roland Curtis as well for the super chats. Thank you to Jeremiah. If we didn't get to your question, I'm going to jump into the chat and answer these. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, we'll, we'll still keep it going. Uh, we love doing this every Friday. Thank you guys so much for the support. You guys watch hours and hours of content from us every single week. We're very, very appreciative. Do want to tell you, get your votes in now. Sportskita.com backslash wrestling dash awards. Special interviews up now with DDP and more superstars like Rob Van Dam. He chimes in with his picks for the awards. You get to see who he picks to be the wrestler of the year, the female wrestler of the year, the baby face of the year, the heel of the year, the match of the year, the tag team of the year. You get to pick and this isn't just an isolated award show with just a few people making the decisions and, and dictating to the fans no this is you. experts veterans hall of famers and you you over twelve thousand people have already voted join the movement and go vote at sportskeeda.com uh, we will be back monday through friday with top stories we do every weekday later on tonight right after rampage and smackdown you have another edition of smack talk with Dutch Mantel. So look forward to that as well on your Saturday morning uh, right next to your cereal. Right there, you can have some of that with you. All right, thank you guys so much for uh, supporting the brand. You can follow Jeremy at JB Huskers on Twitter. You can follow Jose at Jose underscore G underscore official. And you can follow me at Kev Kellum. All right, thank you guys so much for the support. We will see you next week. And remember, when watching wrestling, you must do the most important thing, which is what, gentlemen? You have to enjoy it. Enjoy wrestling, enjoy mm-hmm. the weekend, mm-hmm. and enjoy the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Go Bengals. Go Rams. Watch out. Watch out.